Welcome back to another episode of the Getting After It podcast with your host, me, BC. I actually don't. I, I never think I've I've referred to myself on the podcast as BC. For those of you who don't know what that means, it's just my first name and my middle initial, which is it's it's C for Craig. So my name's Brett Craig, and my whole family called me BC. And uh, yeah, I might refer to myself as that sometimes. But anyways, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I'm excited to uh, to chat today, go into some of the topics that we're going to go into, the discussion that we're going to have through a podcast, and uh, yeah, just talk and see what happens. But this is a very important topic to me, and it has become more important as like I've gotten more responsibilities have, have come my way. You know, I've had to prioritize certain things, but um, this is a very important topic to me. And what is it? It's just how to have better time management. What do you do with your time? How do you spend it in certain areas? How do you balance it to be able to do all the things that you want to accomplish in life? And that could be professional goals, um, personal goals, time with quality, like spend time with loved ones and that, and that kind of thing. And it's kind of hard sometimes to figure out where you balance your time, how much time you should be spending on certain tasks or priorities, because you need to balance that out and you need to figure out what's important to you and where you should be spending time. I'm sure you've heard the quote, but there is a quote out there that says like the only resource you can never get back is time. And as cheesy as it as that is, it's true. Like you really can't get back time. You can make money, spend it, and then make it back. That can come. Or you drink a glass of water. Most likely you can find a way to refill it. Either in a pond, maybe like a a ditch. Go fill up your water. You can refill that. But time is something that you can never get back. Unless you have a time machine. Unless you're Doc Brown from back to the future and you figure that out congrats and uh let me know how you did that because that sounds great but time management is something that everyone in life is going to have to figure out i'm not saying by any means i'm an expert but i've <clears throat> spent a lot of time figuring out how to have more effective time management how to spend my time better um especially as i've i've identified goals that i want to go after um and I've, I've developed better relationships with people. Like I want to make sure that the time that I spend with people is meaningful and creates lasting memories, like that kind of thing. So that's important to me. And you can't do that with like 30 minutes a day, right? And so there's more responsibilities that we're all going to take on. And with that said, I want to give everyone or give the listeners just seven different principles that I've identified. You can come up with three more if you want to even it out for 10. But this is just like a, a good start, right? Excuse me. Sorry about that. But start with these seven. And this is going to be a little bit different of a format. I'm going to identify what the principle is and give a general guideline into it. I'll elaborate into it and then I'll give an example and then move on to the next principle instead of just like listing them. And then coming back to examples, that way we can just go through each one and then reflect at the end. <clears throat> Anyways, so I want to start with number one, and this is important, and it's identifying your priorities. You need to start by creating a list of your goals and your tasks, and then sit down and prioritize them based on the importance and urgency 
and then focus on what's important and allocate time accordingly. And um, Jocko Willink, who I've brought up many times on this podcast, he he notes that this is actually one of the laws of combat, and it's uh, prioritize and execute. Basically, what's more important to me? What do I need to attack first and then do it? This is something that I, I live my life by. What's important to me? Like, what what do you need to prioritize first and then get after? For me, um, the first thing that I do in the day, like the, the morning, is go work out. Why is that? It's because I need to. Like, in order for my mind to perform the way that I want throughout the day, I just need to have that, you know, that goal to wake up and just go get some. Push myself and, and try to do something hard first thing in the morning. Um, my girlfriend's dad, his name's Tim, but he always, um, he always would say something like go conquer something hard, go like, and you know, push yourself, try and do something difficult. And that's a a principle I I live my life by. And and it's a priority to go exercise and go conquer something first thing in the day for me. So that's on my list of prioritize and execute. Um, on top of that. So once you identify these things and start prioritizing them, like what write a list of your responsibilities, your goals and your tasks, and then prioritize them. So this is a type of strategy that involves just setting clear goals, priorities and tasks for yourself. But it is essential to differentiate between important and urgent tasks and identify which ones require immediate attention and then go from there. Um, something that I came across is, is called the Eisenhower matrix. Uh, I I can include it in the the show notes i'll add a link just like to a an example but uh, it like prioritizes or categorizes tasks into four different quadrants based on the importance and the urgency so if a task is both important and urgent this should be one of your top priorities while tasks that are important but not urgent you can do that a little bit later so it's just a form of prioritize and execute but let's say that you're a student with several assignments and um you have some exams that are due in the next few weeks. If you identify, you know, what assignments are most critical for your grade or which exams are coming up soon, you can prioritize them and then figure out accordingly where it makes sense to spend most of your time. So that's just a quick example. But once you do identify those and you start by creating like a list and kind of going through that process, um, it's important to create a schedule and you need to hold yourself accountable to the schedule. Create a schedule that allows you to allocate time to each task. Um, if you want to use a planner, you could do that. But keep track of it and make adjustments as needed. If you go back to uh, podcast 18 where I talk about being okay with adjusting your goals and that kind of thing, creating a schedule makes it pretty easy to be like, okay, well, my goal is to hit the gym and it's really hard for me in the morning. So I'm going to adjust it and put it in my schedule to go later in the day instead of first thing in the morning. That way you're still hitting your goal, but you're also <clears throat> updating your schedule and making it more easy to reach that. So um, this type of strategy is pretty easy. You, like you just, it shows you where you can spend your time more efficiently, but create a schedule for you. And an example for this is like, let's say you have a deadline for a project in two weeks. If you create a schedule that like outlines when you'll work on specific tasks, um, maybe it's you need to research one day outline the next, draft the next, and then edit, then you can ensure that you'll finish the project on time because you've set out a schedule and you have tasks on certain days delegated for that. 
So it's important just to, to figure it out. And it's, it's a pretty simple thing, but you could try things like using a planner um, or just like, for me, it's Google Calendar. I live my life on that thing. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. I color code it, hate it, but I love it at the same time. It's like my, my best friend that is a calendar <laughs> that makes, makes my life sound really sad. I'm pretty sure there's actually a Batman character. His name's Mr. Calendar. I don't know what his, uh, his power is. So if you know what that is, um, send me a DM. I want to know. But anyways, uh, this next one is, is really relevant to what just happened, and it's avoiding distractions. <laughs> like, If you want to be uh, meaningful with your time, you need to figure out where um, you waste time. Like, Are you using social media? Is it emails? Are phone calls eating up all your time? Um, like, What's preventing you from being productive? Everyone's distracted. No matter what, like no matter who you are, you can say you're not distracted, you are. If it's not social media, maybe you have like toys on your desk that you just like fidget with and pretend like you're thinking or working or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's video games. Maybe that's a distraction. But finding out what is like grabbing your time or disrupting your focus and productivity is it's crucial if you want to be successful in life and really spend quality time you know, doing the things that you want, setting goals, um, trying difficult things, but something that you could do, and this is, it's kind of difficult for people to do this, but it's just turn off your phone or disable the notifications or I don't know, go find some quiet place to work. Cause once you like remove those distractions and you just focus on a single task, I guarantee you, you'll be way ahead of where you could be um, if you just like, you know, haphazardly gave your all on, on trying something new. So like avoid distractions because it can make you more focused. And I want you to try that because we can do so much more than we think we can if we actually apply ourselves and, and, and try. Uh, I was talking to my friend Mitch about, I actually don't know what we were talking about, but he gave this riddle about three frogs and he says, okay, there's three frogs on a log and one of them jumps off. Dang it. No, I, I messed that up. So he says there's three frogs on the log and one of them decides to jump off. And then he says, okay, how many frogs are left? And I already ruined it, but there's, there's three frogs on the log because only one decided to jump and actually didn't do it. So all I'm saying is like with this um, <clears throat> point of avoiding distractions and making sure that you remain focused, you can decide to be focused, but you have to take action as well. If you decide to eliminate distractions, turn off your phone. Like if you make a decision, you have to take action. And I don't know why I was trying to rope the frogs into it, but anyways, <laughs> just focus and remove those distractions because they're limiting you. And once you, like, once you realize that and realize what you can do, if you turn off social media, turn off the video games, pause Netflix for 30 minutes, like you can do so much more than you think. Just push yourself a little bit. And, um, this is also important, but avoiding distractions, like this goes into the next principle, which is you need to take breaks too. And it might sound counterintuitive, but actually taking breaks can help you manage your time more effectively. Um, just because it helps you recharge, stay focused, and not get burnt out. Um, a couple times, like 
when I'm doing sales prospecting and, and a lot of that is just like researching companies, researching people that work there that can get so <laughs> not, not boring mundane, I think is probably the right word. It can get so mundane and where I'm just like, okay, I need to do something different. And when that happens, like I'll just go take a 10 minute walk. I'll watch a YouTube video. I'll talk to one of my friends, uh, you know, something just to, to help me recharge and get focused again. Because otherwise, like if I just keep going, then I'm like, oh man, I am so tired. I'm so done with this. And then unfortunately, that's when we can start telling ourselves things like, man, I don't like my job. Like, but that's not true. It's every job is mundane tasks. And if you break it up and make it easier to recharge and refocus, then you'll be fine. Um, but this can really help you improve your productivity and, and help you just to step, step back. And when you return to your work, you'll have a fresh set of eyes and be able to really, you know, go from there and be productive again. So like for this, like, let's say you're working on a project and several hours go by you're like, okay, I am mentally exhausted. I gotta, I gotta take a break. Go grab a, a, a snack. I don't know. Go to the gas station, get yourself a nice beverage if you're into that. Um, but then once you come back, you like, I guarantee you, you'll be ready to get after it again. You'll push yourself and, and be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm feeling good. And, uh, that's just another thing with your time is like, yes, it's important to schedule things and hyper-focus where you, um, like you should be greedy, greedy with your time, but you also need to take breaks because, um, you can't do everything all at once, you got to, you know, take a step back and figure out where you're most effective. And, um, another part of time management that I think a lot of people forget, and this is difficult for a lot of people. It's very difficult for me. And that's, uh, because I'm a people pleaser, but this is the concept of learning how to say no, learning when to say no. And, um, when it's like relevant, but you have to be respectful when you do it. But saying yes to too many commitments can really lead to burnout quick. And it can, it can make it very difficult to manage your time effectively. Um, here's an example from my life this year that I, um, I kind of faced. So I, in January, I went to, um, or I was planning to go to CES for the company I work for. I was prepping events. I was sending out invites. I was trying to book meetings with some of the executives that would be there. And it was really difficult. And because of that, my regular pipeline, um, I wasn't focused on it. I wasn't consistently like filling it with new contacts or new brands that I was trying to, trying to go after. And that started to decline. And so I go to CES. It was great, really successful show. And it was fun, crazy seeing all the like technology and all that stuff. Um, and then I get back to uh, to Utah where I work, and guess what? My pipeline's like empty, and it was uh, it was really difficult because I pushed myself really hard once I got back. And January was the only month I've never hit my goal, and um, that was really hard mentally on me. But it was because I was trying to do too many things. I was doing the uh, the invites and and setting up all the meetings and all these things for CES. Um, I was planning for like a, a, a city dinner that we were trying to, to host with like other executives and then also maintain my own pipeline and help manage a team and, and do all these other things, which unfortunately, like 
the results showed for itself, I could see gaps in my work and say, okay, well, this was neglected. I didn't have enough time to do my regular prospecting and, and look what happened. Um, needless to say, February hit my goal and then March I exceeded to uh, make up for it and, and ultimately reach my quarterly goal. But it wasn't easy. Like I had to figure out where it went wrong in January is a great lesson to learn, but you need to learn how to say no because you needed to say no to requests that don't align to your goals or your priorities. Um, this is important when you're setting boundaries and, uh, like just learn to avoid over committing yourself and being over overwhelmed, really like just figure out, you know, what you, what you want and then go from there. But here's an example. So say you're asked to attend a social event that like you're in college and you're supposed to be studying at a certain time. You know, you need to study. You have a test coming up, but your friend's like, come on, please. Like there's an ice cream social downstairs. Just come for like, I don't know, 30 minutes and it's going to be fine. But you know, if you go, you're going to spend 30 minutes, then you'll spend 30 more and then you'll spend 30 more and probably go see a movie, maybe get some tacos. I don't know, but it's going to turn into an all night thing. Um, what's more important to you? Are you going to go have a good night or are you going to study really hard and, and do well in this exam? So that's an example where you could say, okay, I'm going to say no to my friend because I know I need to study for this exam. I know I need to work hard on it. So unfortunately tonight I'm going to stay home and, and work on that. So that could be an example for that. But another, another thing that I would say is like, don't be afraid to delegate. And this is the next principle is if you have too many tasks on your plate, like consider delegating some of them to others who can help you. And there's people who are all around you who you know that they can help you and who I'm sure wouldn't mind if you reached out and said, hey, can you help me out real quick with X, Y, and Z? But this can really free up your time and allow you to focus on the more critical tasks or goals that you've set for yourself. But delegation could be especially useful when you have just way too much things that you're not necessarily specialized in too. Um, go find people who are experts in this. And what I mean by that is I work very closely with a lot of teams um, at the company I work for. And I am not a designer by any means. But I like design because it helps me in my like selling, selling process. Like if something looks good and someone sees like a nice brochure that that works, then, you know, I, uh, I think it would be better in, in terms of their eyes and be like, okay, this is a nice presentation. Maybe I could trust the company. Bad example. But what I'm trying to get to is like, I don't design my presentations or I don't design the, uh, the information that I show my potential clients because like they can do it a lot better than me. So when I know I have something coming up like that, I'll be like, okay, well, I'll just put a request in with that, with that team. They can take it. And then that way I don't have to waste my time with it and it's going to look a lot better because I delegated and anyways, but another example could be like you're a project manager and you have a few projects to oversee. If you delegate some of those tasks to your team members, this can help you free up your own time and ensure like each of the projects is being handled uh, efficiently and effectively. It's kind of like that example I just gave, like go find people who are better at it um, than you and don't be afraid to ask them for help. Um, a lot of times, like I, at least for me, I don't want to ask for help. I want people to think of BC as like, oh man, this dude's strong. He knows what he's talking about. Um, I can ask him to do anything and he'll do it and it's going to look amazing. Like 
if if I ask Brett to go paint the Mona Lisa, he's going to do it and it's going to look so good. Like sometimes that's how I want people to see me. It's not realistic. Like I can't do everything perfect. If someone asked me to paint the Mona Lisa, I'd probably give you something that looks like straight out of Dr. Seuss. Not, not even that. I'm like, that's too much credit. Maybe it's something that's out of like your kid's third, third grade notebook. He's just doodling in class. I could probably do something like that. Um, but like, I'm not the best at that kind of stuff. So I'm going to find other people who are better than me and, and have a little humility and ask them to, to help me out. That's the thing is like, never be scared to do that. Like, I think people are scared to ask for help when, when they need it. But, um, the people that you ask for help are like, Hey, thank you. Like they kind of take a little bit of pride in that. At least I do. Like when people are like, Hey Brett, can you give me some insight on this? I'm like, Oh man, you appreciate my feedback. Cool. Um, all I'm yeah, just tying that back into delegating, like just ask for help when you need it and don't be scared to like people are around. They want to help out. Last thing I want to say is just like, if you find some time saving tools that you can use, um, certain technologies, apps, softwares, um, that just like help you streamline your workflow and help you save time, then try those. Like you can use time tracking apps to see how long you're on social media um, if you have like, I'm pretty sure you can install a couple browser extensions too, to see like, Oh, maybe I'm spending way too much time on Facebook reading my aunt's posts or, um, man, I just watched the 30 minute YouTube videos about why the Egyptians could potentially be aliens, but you know, you never know about that kind of stuff. Um, anyways, those time tracking apps can just be running in the background and then, um, you can go check it out. And also I think if you have an iPhone, you can go look at like where your time is spent on certain apps. Um, it shows you your screen time. I think that's what it's called. Nice. Uh, but like just track your track where you're spending time. And then like, if you have certain apps and like one of the apps that I use, I mentioned Google. Um, I use my notes app anytime I want to like, remember something reminders is good for, um, like holding me accountable to certain tasks. Like, Hey, um, Siri, remind me in, you know, 10 days at, um, I don't know, 9 a.m. to reach out to my grandma who I know just went for a dental appointment and she just had surgery. <laughs> um, I'm saying you can use technology to help you remember stuff. And that's what I use reminders for. And uh, just try like automation apps too. Like if you know you need to send a bunch of emails and you have 30 minutes, then crank out a bunch of emails, but you don't want to send them, schedule them because you can do that. It's automatically built in. You can also try like some project management tools. Uh, a couple are Asana, Trello's another one, Monday.com. That way you can just like keep ta- track of your tasks, your deadlines. You can collaborate with other people on those ones. Um, but just automate some of those and then like keep track of them and stay on top. But tying it all back into everything, if you implement some of these time management strategies, you can better manage your time. You can increase your productivity. You can if you like sit down and actually think about it, you can achieve your goals more efficiently. And that's what this whole podcast is about is what are you getting after and how can you do it better? Because remember that time management is a skill. So it's going to require some practice and some patience to develop, but start implementing one or two of these strategies and it'll gradually come and you'll get better at it. You'll become more comfortable with them. And soon enough, you'll be managing your time like uh the clock from beauty and the beast. I'm sure he's really good with a schedule because he's a clock. And, uh, anyways, try some of these things, try and be more efficient and really be, um, 
really be like genuine, not genuine. That's not the wrong word. Be deliberate with your time and be greedy with it because time's the only thing that we don't get back, but we shouldn't be scared of that. We just need to figure out where to spend it most and where to spend it best and where we're going to benefit the most from it. So I, um, yeah, I just encourage everyone to go try that. And thank you so much for listening to another week's episode of the podcast. I always appreciate feedback. So if you ever have any insights or you say, hey, you, you could try and, and, you know, do a topic or a podcast episode about this topic, or there's a certain guest that you're like, hey, I'd love to hear this person on, send me a DM, send me a message. I'd love to, to chat. I like chatting with the audience. So um, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, as always, keep getting after it.